It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo, brought to you by Thin Man Brewery. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm Taylor. And Taylor, we are today going to talk about the big news of the day, which, no, it is not the NHL playoffs. No, it is not anything with the Sabres offseason. It is that tonight we are launching American Lemieux, our brand new collaboration beer with Thin Man Brewery, as we will also be hosting Buffalo Sports Trivia Night at 8 p.m. at Thin Man Elmwood. We want everybody to come out to, to this and celebrate with us, whether you want to take part in trivia or not, which you still definitely should. It's going to be great. But even if you don't, you want to come hang out, you want to try the beer, get to listen to us, uh, give some trivia and hear everybody compete because it's been such a great time the first two times. Do it. Make your reservation. Call Thin Man Elmwood today. Call them. Tell them that you want a reservation for Trivia Night upstairs on Monday, not to be confused with Tuesday Night Trivia Night. But, yeah, unbelievably excited to launch American Lemieux, our new beer. Taylor, first question for you. When we had started this podcast and had done our first few episodes in your kitchen of your apartment above Lloyd on Hurdle, did you ever expect that we would have a beer for our podcast? No, I think it's two parts insane. First of all, that yeah, I was just like, "Hey, let's let's uh shoot the shit." Not even just about the Sabers, just about anything. Let's talk about uh why I think the office is just pretty good, and Brendan thinks I should uh go to prison for that, or right. like let's talk about how we don't want the Bills to draft Josh Allen, or just various things like that. That well, last one definitely didn't happen. Oh, that's right. No, we wanted them to. We yep. didn't want them to draft Josh Rosen. Yes, ever. Never definitely said did that. not want Josh Rosen. Not at all. I did not say on audio that I'd rather have Mason Rudolph than Josh Allen. <laughs> you did and not you, say that. I, I, and you can't prove I said it. Oh my so, god! Because those episodes are lost. <laughs> so don't go digging, digging through SoundCloud. You don't need to yeah. do that. No, it's been like kind of a crazy because, especially for people that are like newer, which I guess based on the numbers is most people that are listening. That we went from like Rick's reviews, which is just about anything, and also very um not regular scheduled, like once every two weeks maybe. Uh. We went from that, and definitely most episodes had like 50 people that listened at most. From that to like, oh, some people, the Hockey Podcast Network, they noticed we talk about the Sabres and wanted to just do that twice a week. And we did that, and COVID happened. And I was like, and, and then the way the team was going, I was like, I kind of want to stop doing this. This sucks. Twice a week. <laughs> um, and then to have it, the network bought. Specifically because of our our podcast, it's how the people that bought the network, Amaze Media Labs, found out about it, which is pretty cool. Uh, And then uh, 
changed their name, obviously, from Blue and Gold Make Dowling to Straight Up Sabres, to the Sabres actually being interesting, which meant that people were going to listen to us. And people got interested, I would say, before the Sabres actually got, like, good, good. People were very interested last spring, yep. and things were kind of exciting. And, uh, and, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But on the other side, it's equally crazy. If you would have told me at any point four, three, two, or one year ago uh, that we would have a beer uh, for our podcast partially named after Tage Thompson, uh, and his nickname would be American Lemieux. Like, that that would have seemed like – so four years ago, I'd have been like – you know, we would have been in the midst of uh, – that first playoff run that the the, the Blues were making with O'Reilly and Tage got sent down during that year. Three years ago, we would have been like, he didn't even play this year. I kind of even forgot he was a Sabre, plus COVID was going on. Two years ago, it would have been like, yeah, I guess he actually did play at the end of the year. He got off the taxi squad, but I don't I don't know what to think about that. And like one year ago, even, when he had an awesome year last year, it would have been like, man, it's cool that Tage Thompson's a good NHL player. I don't think anyone would have compared him to Mario Lemieux, but uh, here we are. Yeah, seriously, it's uh, it's it's been pretty crazy from both fronts. And you know what? It's gonna make me drink a four pack of seven point two percent IPAs. So yeah, so just talking about the beer a little bit. So yes, we very well. I shouldn't say we. Thin Man had the wonderful idea of making this a seven point two. Of course, for our boy Tage, being number seventy two, seven point two alcohol volume and. I mean, you've seen the packaging. If you haven't seen the packaging, go to our social media because it's incredible. We got to give another huge shout out to Pete Callstat from Thin Man for his incredible design work on this. And for those of you who maybe haven't seen the announcement on social media or anything, or you just kind of missed us talking about it in recent weeks, this is going to be sold not only at Thin Man, but in stores in Buffalo and Rochester. So you can go to your local, I mean, wherever Thin Man distributes to them, like Wegmans, any other places that really sell like craft beer, and you will be able to purchase American Lemieux. So we are so hyped, but you should get the sneak peek taste test of it. On Monday, come and hang out with us, 8 o'clock at Thin Man Elmwood. We are just unbelievably excited. And I also, just with that being said, want to give a couple thank yous. First of all, to Thin Man Brewery for just, like, believing in us and being a part of this great partnership. I mean, Cam and Yvonne over there, we we love those guys so much and are very happy to call them friends as much as we are happy to call them business partners. And so it's been a really great partnership with them. We love working with them. And, you know, we're just we're very grateful for this insanely cool opportunity. Like if you can tell by Taylor and I kind of like joking about where we started with this podcast to now, this is just blown both of our minds that things have kind of transpired like this. So we're just unbelievably grateful. And with that being said, the real reason why we are in this position is because of all of you listening. And so, you know, on behalf of both of us, like, thank you so much to everybody who has helped us get to this point that we have a, a fucking beer named after our, for our podcast. Like it's, it's just yeah. insane. And, and, you know, I, there has been some really, really tough times being a Sabres fan over these, you know, past 10 plus years. And since we've started the podcast, like it has not been easy by any stretch of the imagination to, to follow this team. And now we're thankfully starting to really get that payoff of all of the years of suffering that we've had to go through. But even in spite of that, like it's been amazing seeing how our listenership has grown, but like, we've also just had a lot of people who've been like holding it down for these past few years, even since we were blue and gold make Darlene and 
to just, you know, not only see how far we've come, but also to just know that there have been people who have been supporting us along the way who, again, like when this team was miserable to watch and I, I, I seriously question, you know, the sanity of anybody who has been listening to us twice a week, like for the past four years, because, oh my God, <laughs> there has been some rough times, but again, I just cannot express our, our shared collective gratitude enough to everybody. Like this is just an unbelievable opportunity and to be at this point where not only do we have this beer, but we're hosting like packed trivia nights and stuff like that and events and people wanting to come out and engage and like be a part of this thing. I mean, to think that like Taylor said, like a couple of years ago, like we were having real conversations about being like, Christ, do we want to really keep doing this? Like we both are very busy. We got full-time jobs. We have other shit we do on the side. And like, I mean, we love hockey and we love the Sabres. Like it is our, our passion through and through. And we love this team to the day we die, but it was really trying for a bit. It, it was really difficult to have to find time, even in like the summer months too, and having to do that and just being like, Jesus Christ, like how much more are we going to be able to talk about Jason Botterill's big ass forehead? Like we need to, uh, <laughs> we need something well, good. To the Sabres about. didn't play a game for 10 months at one point. Uh, because of COVID. So like we literally went from, I believe it was after COVID, we kept two twice a week, like for, I don't know, maybe a few weeks. And then we went to once a week for a little while. And then I think we stopped like, right. And the, the playoffs were all weird. Cause we had that big three month pause and the playoffs didn't until like September. And then I think we and the other podcasts in the network are allowed to do like a break. And we didn't do a podcast again until they signed Taylor Hall. So we went like a month without a podcast and did the Taylor Hall episode. And then when we came back, everyone came back. But then it was like still two months before the next season started. Like right. the next season didn't start till mid-January. So I remember there was an episode where like we just talked. We, oh, like, oh, there's a new uh, Mighty Ducks show on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> so that seems interesting. And well, what's your favorite Mighty Ducks? What are our favorite sequels? <laughs> just kind of boring. But then when the hockey did start, I was like, damn, I missed when there was no hockey. I want to go talking <laughs> back to talk about the Mighty Ducks because that season was a disaster. I, I think somewhere around kind of the spiritual turning point for both the Sabres and our show. Uh, well, there's two of them for me. One was firing Ralph Kruger. But the second one was the Ristolainen trade. Because yes. I think that flipped the switch from like, there's some interesting prospects here to like, oh, there's a lot going on prospect wise. And then the next day they obviously traded Reinhardt too. So, so, you know, by the time we did a podcast, they had uh, a bunch of prospects, including Devin Levi. Mm-hmm. It was, it's I, it's I funny agree. in hindsight too. I just want to say real quick, I hadn't thought about this in a while, but that weekend when that happened, we were ecstatic about the Ristolainen trade. because like a first for Ristolainen and then kind of like the return on the Reinhardt trade is not as good. And obviously they're very different caliber player, but in hindsight, it's like we may or may not be seeing Isaac Rosine in the NHL, but it's like, we're going to see Yuri Coolidge next year and Devin Levi, we already saw him. So mm-hmm. I guess you never know on these trades. Paying off for sure. That's a really great point. I do kind of feel like it, gave us our spirit back a little bit after Kruger got fired. And then obviously, yeah, the following summer that, you know, really helped us kind of uh, be a little bit more engaged than we were because my God, I mean, I, and it's funny to think about with Kruger too, because I think a lot of people were generally pretty high on him, us included when he was first hired and, you know, you kind of felt like he was saying the right things. And then you just came to find out that everything he's saying was complete and utter fucking bullshit. And he was just a straight up like liar about how he approached the game and everything. Obviously it was true that he was a a very likable coach and it 
played a, a massive role in getting Taylor Hall to come here, which clearly that didn't work out very great, but either it way, matter, oh, scored two goals. <laughs> oh, thank God. Um, but you're, you're, you're so right about that. Like him being gone, I think was just such a moment of release for us both of being like, Oh my God, they are just in a complete nosedive tailspin right now. And they still are employing this guy. And we're still having to talk about this and having the same conversations about what's going wrong over and over and over again. And it was almost like freeing when, when Kruger was fired. And I think that that really kind of set the course for us to, you know, get back in the game a little bit more with it. And like you said, not talking about our favorite sequels and the fucking mighty ducks TV series. But either way, uh, we are we are so excited yeah. <laughs> for tomorrow. So make sure you are joining us again one more time, 8 p.m., Thin Man Elmwood. Call Thin Man Elmwood today. Reserve a spot because it's going to very likely fill up like it did the last couple. So we're, we're unbelievably pumped, though. It's going to be a great time. American Lemieux, we're debuting it, and we hope that you'll be there and join us and hang out with us and just have a, a great start to your week. So, Taylor, with that being said, now we have gotten through the shameless self-promotion portion of the episode. Let's talk about the playoffs a little bit and get a little bit of an update here on some of the series. So I'm going to go through Folks, right now. Yeah. Talk, we'll explain where we are at with each of the series, Taylor, and you tell me which one you want to talk about. So first starters winning in overtime yesterday, the Vegas golden Knights win five to four in double overtime. I should say taking a two to one series lead over the Winnipeg jets, Toronto, very, very sadly, ended up winning 4-3 to three in overtime. I watched that ending at Thin Man Elmwood last night, and it sucked the soul from my body. But Toronto leads that series 2-1 to one over Tampa. Tampa also dealing with some injuries. That game got extremely trippy, too, with Steven Stamkos and Austin Matthews going after it after a pretty brutal hit, on, hit from behind, I should say, on Braden Point. The Devils, they're back with an OT victory against the Rangers in the Garden. Now New York leads that series 2-1, to one, but we have a new series there. Colorado ended up pulling ahead of Seattle, winning 6-4 to four yesterday in Game 3, taking a 2-1 to one series lead. Carolina, they are facing off against the Islanders, of course. And game heading into Game 4, Carolina leads that series 2-1. to one. And finally, Boston is leading Florida 2-1 to one as they head into Game 4 in Florida. And actually, I'm missing one here as well. I think what has been one of the most entertaining, if not the most entertaining series so far, Dallas and Minnesota. Very, very interesting series going on there. Minnesota leads that series 2-1 to one as they are heading into Game 4 in Minnesota. Minnesota looking to take a commanding 3-1 to one series lead. So, Taylor, which of these series has particularly piqued your interest, and have there been any that you've been kind of bored by? Yeah, uh, let me tell you about the Carolina Hurricanes and the New York Islanders. Oh, boy. Boring. Uh, you know what's been interesting is Kraken uh, Colorado because I don't – I think the Kraken have been pretty lucky this year. Well, they were pretty lucky in the first half of the year, and then the second half of the year they were basically a 500 team. It kind of just – no one in the West was good enough to pass them uh, to get them to seventh seed. But, yeah, so they, they, uh, they, they've weirdly been very competitive in that series, though. They've been – they won game one. Game two was down to the wire. In game three, they – they came back to tie things up late and obviously Colorado pulled away with two goals and then an empty netter to win six, three, but I wouldn't have expected them to be this competitive uh, with Colorado. And part of it's their goaltending, which I also would not have expected that to be good. Uh, I've been surprised with the Rangers devil series. Yesterday was a good game for the devils. I actually missed that when I was watching the other games, but they kind of got bodied at home twice. So, you know, they got back into it yesterday though. It's definitely not over yet. Uh, and then, you know, I'm kind of surprised Minnesota's playing as well as they, they have been. But I did pick them to win the Cup, so maybe I should be happy about that. 
That's true. Oh, so you're back on that train now because I'm pretty sure a few weeks ago you were like, who in the world would pick Minnesota to win the cup? That seems like a preposterous thing. Well, I don't have a new pick, so that still remains my preseason pick because the past is a fixed it's an, a, a fixed event in the past. I can't change mm, it. Mm, but yes. I didn't oh, do I a actually, new pick. I was going to say, I also forgot one of the series, too. L.A. is leading the Oilers 2-1 to one in their series. That That has been a good series, yeah. And admittedly, I am getting a little bit worried because I actually, my pick for the cup going when I did a bracket was Edmonton. So really hoping that uh, Connor and the boys can can figure that out. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, the two threes series uh, across the conferences, like the two, the the Oilers and the Kings might have been the two hottest teams in the league in the last two months of the season. Well, the Kings slowed down. So the Kings were hot and then the Oilers were hot, but either way, they're both hot in the second half of the year at different points. And they're both really good. They like really decent point totals. The Pacific was better than I, well, I expected it to be. Honestly, I didn't think we were going to get three good playoff teams out of the Pacific. Um, and then on the other side, you had, you have the Dallas Minnesota series. They're obviously both playing pretty well. The Rangers and devils, they were both like 110 point teams. And then that other series. Um, Toronto Tampa I don't know I don't really think I actually think Toronto of all the two seats has the easiest matchup I know that sounds crazy sounds crazy because Tampa's Tampa Tampa was not Tampa to end the season and it might have looked like in game one like they really turned things on but not only are they a little bit worse than last year uh, and their goaltending is not as good as it's been in recent years they're just not they're literally not Tampa at this point they don't have to finish the game yesterday, they didn't have Hedman, Chernak, or Point. That's three pretty important guys. Critically important guys. My God, it's it's crazy. So let me ask you this, Taylor. So all of these series right now are two to one. Yeah. All of the teams that are down, that being Florida, Dallas, Edmonton, the Devils, Tampa, Winnipeg, Seattle, and the Islanders. And, yeah, and Edmonton. Which of those do you think is the most likely to come back and win this series? Um, well, Dallas is the best team, so I might say them, but I might also say New Jersey. Uh, it's tough, though, because Shesterkin's been really good. Even yesterday in the loss, Shesterkin, he's just awesome. Uh, but the Devils are, like, good, and I, they did not show that in the first two games. I guess the big difference in that series is there's such a wide gap in playoff experience and it's not just that the Rangers went to the conference finals last year. It's like, but even before that, you know, you have Panarin. Panarin's been in the playoffs multiple times with Chicago. Like, he wasn't there when Chicago was actually good. But, like, he's he's been in the playoffs before. He's been in the playoffs with Columbus, which I hadn't really thought about. But, yeah, that, that was also the case. Uh, Zabanejad, playoff experience. He's a veteran. Kreider's been around. Uh, for multiple conference finals runs, and even that Stanley Cup in 2014 that they lost. Kreider, when he came up from college, he was like a March signing, I want to say. They made the conference finals that year. They made it two years later. They made it again in 2015. He's played a ton of playoff games. Shesterkin, in his young career, has played some playoff games now. Now Adam Fox has, obviously, since last year. But the guys they traded for have a combined four Stanley Cups. Pat Kane and Vlad Tarasenko, a lot of playoff experience. Who has played experience on the Devils? Vanacek played, like, a series. I don't even know if he played in that series. Uh, Timo Meyer played a little bit with the Sharks. Like he's definitely played in the playoffs. Did anyone else even played the playoffs on the Devils? Dougie uh, Hamilton, Seager I guess. Halter, right? For with yeah. Washington. Yeah, Dougie Hamilton's an example, I guess. He No, I said Seager Halter with Washington. Right, right, right. 
Yeah, yeah. Did you say him already, or did I totally? Miss- no, 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 oh, no. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't. So though him, obviously the first two guys, him, Dougie Hamilton, those four playoff experience. And all those other guys, like Heisher, has that one playoff series where they lost a couple years ago. Hughes, I don't think he's ever been to the playoffs either of them. Like a lot of good young players that don't really have any experience. So I get that a little bit. I hadn't really thought about that going into the series. And then the other the other ones, uh, I kind of feel like Boston's going to win in five. And then let's see, was it? Oh, yeah. Toronto, Tampa. I don't really know what to think about that one yet. Tampa is so injured. They're down 2-1. They lost a game at home. They really should have won that game. Toronto really stole that game. That overtime goal too, Vasilevsky. What are you doing, buddy? He has not been as sharp as he's been in recent years. Headman is out, like we said. Like if points out, good lord, uh, it's wild. But also, I wanted to say something real quick that I thought was insane. I couldn't believe this when I saw this graphic. Chris Kreider broke the Rangers' playoff record for goals, which is already insane. Uh, I mentioned he's played a lot of games, but it was thirty-five goals, and then thirty-five. The same night, Braden Point scores his 40th playoff goal. So I, I, there's just like multiple guys on Tampa Bay right now who have more playoff goals than anyone on the original six Rangers. Good That's boy. crazy. It's, Good yeah, boy. pretty wild. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I kind of – this Toronto's best chance isn't now. Toronto's best chance is when they were up 3-1 on that uh, real bad Montreal team, and they had another good chance when they just had to win a game five against – a not very good Columbus team or, you know, not below a four, one lead to Boston in 2013. They've had a lot of good chances. So this isn't their best chance, but this is a good chance for them. Honestly, they have home ice advantage in general, but now they super have it because they won a game. In, I mean, I guess Tampa won a game there. So maybe they're evened up on that, but anyway, they won a game in Tampa. They won a game. They shouldn't have won. Vasilevsky looks not great. These guys are missing a bunch of guys and Tampa wasn't even as good as they've been the past couple of years. So, I think uh, I think this is a, a real opportunity for them. And I think also uh, out West, I, I feel like we're going to have a couple seven game series. Absolutely. It seems like it's trending that way now that I'm, I know we talked about it a little bit, but like that Kings Edmonton series is pretty wild. I think that that one is going to be really interesting. And also too. Excuse Ziggy there. Also, got to give a shout out because like you said before, Seattle is putting up a fight, man. They're they're keeping with it with Colorado right now. So kudos to them for making that a series. I don't think that one's going to eventually go seven games, but no, I, Colorado's I think, too good. Yeah, I think Minnesota, Dallas and L.A. Edmonton absolutely can go seven games. I mean, we'll see how much Connor Hellybuck is going to be able to keep Winnipeg in this one with with Vegas, but I think those two you absolutely can expect to, and who knows, maybe Halley Buck ends up stealing a few games here and that ends up going seven as well. So we'll see. So do we want to hear a word from our sponsors, Taylor, before we keep going? We do. And before I say anything, I should say the Amherst are down 2-0 in their series, which I believe is a best of five. So they're on the ropes. They could be eliminated Friday, which is unfortunate. We do not love to see that. No, they're getting goalied by Max Legacy. God. Syracuse. So, but some other playoffs. It's NBA playoff time. That means big hoop, hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get on, get in on the excitement of every game with a touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. 
So one bet I like in the NBA right now, uh, based on the game last night, I don't know if you watched the Grizzlies-Lakers game. Very funny saga there. Dylan Brooks, like the sixth best player on Memphis, um, talking a lot of shit to LeBron James, not someone I would talk shit to in particular. I thought a lot of it was kind of nonsensical in addition to being a bad idea, but he did it. (laughs) He took way too many shots in the first half, went three of 13, uh, and then accidentally punched LeBron in his manhood and got thrown out of the game. (laughs) And uh, the Lakers won relatively easily, and the Lakers might upset and win the 2-7 series, uh, which would be crazy. So what I'm honestly thinking is what I haven't done yet, because we've done a lot of team winning money line and, and player past player on that team scoring. I have a different idea and I think this is going to hold up, but we'll see that's series been all over the place. Whole playoffs have been, but what I think is we get a Lakers win. I don't know if that's Tuesday night or Monday night. One of those two nights, you can look on the ESPN app yourself. One of those two nights, the Lakers and Grizzlies play. Uh, I'm going to say Lakers win John Morant over for points because I think he's, he showed last night that he's healthy. And if they're losing, he is going to try to take over and not have – I know he's had his own problems, but not have one of his idiot teammates take 13 shots and a half. I think – yeah, so I think uh, you, you, what you'll see in this series is even if, if it's close or whatever, you're going to see Ja score a lot. So I believe in the Ja over for points, even if it's like around 30. Like he went for 43 last night. He's not even fully healthy. So we'll see. And it'll especially be true if the Lakers are kind of, you know, taking it to him. Anyway, that's my thought. We'll see how it goes. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpma.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 and over in most eligible states, but the age will vary by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. State-specific responsible gambling resources as well. And folks, I've talked a lot about our other sponsor already in Thin Man Brewery. Like I said before, two convenient locations in Western New York on Elmwood and Chandler. It's a clarification. We are having our thing on the sports trivia today for listening to this is on Elmwood. So a couple things I want to hit on besides our stuff, though, uh, this Thursday, the 27th at 630 p.m. Uh, if you're a vegan, you might want to head over there. You're doing a flat 12 vegan pairing dinner. It's going to be all vegan. So uh, that's good. Uh, it's going to be four courses of amazing features prepared using mushrooms from flat 12. So if you're a vegan, you're probably already familiar with flat 12. They're, they're very popular around here. Uh, and they're also paired with your favorite thin man beers. So full pairing lineup and more details coming soon, but keep an eye on that. If you want to do that, another exciting thing in two weeks, Saturday, May 6th from 12 to seven, uh, thin man brewery is doing a lager jam. So 20 bucks gets you a thin man Stein with your first pour. And then after that, it'll be $5 loggers, $2 thin tubes, and there'll be discounted merchandise. So you could get tickets at Thin Man's website, thinmanbrewery.com. And one more thing, this is something to keep an eye on for the future, a beer festival coming July 22nd, 2023. Uh, It's going to be a collaboration with Rizome Productions. It's called Weirdly Wonderful. So the Weirdly Wonderful Beer Festival. Uh, More details on that to come. It's still three months away, but... Hey, who doesn't love drinking and being outside in the summer? You know, mm, it's, it's one of the best things. 
Yeah. One of the best things about summer in Buffalo. So, and we only do that in Buffalo. No one else drinks outside during the summer. Nope. And if you do, copyright infringement, we're coming no, for you. Let's talk Brendan has this. so many friends that are lawyers. It's crazy. You wouldn't believe the amount of lawyer friends that I have. You come to a Slow Animal or Canada show, briefcases all over the place. That's it. Everybody's in suits, has overly slicked back hair, even the woman. I don't know how to explain it. It's crazy, but... That's absolutely just the way it is. Oversized trench coats too. The men all dress like Perry Mason and the women wear shoulder pads, like, mm. like 80 suits. Yeah. So. I actually, when we perform, I wear uh, every single time, like the Dave Byrne talking heads. That's uh, what I was going to say. Ginormous suit. That's, I think that's a, a look that I actually probably should adopt fully in my like everyday life. Yeah. And they all do actually. Brendan takes his normal size suit that he wears normally mm-hmm. and gives it to one of his bandmates, like um, our good friend Mike Butler. And it looks like a big talking head suit on him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you want to come out for one of the shows, you know, <laughs> we'll have one soon. But yeah, that's. Do you have anything to add on uh, Thin Man? I love it there. It's great. I was there last night seeing our pal Andy Meyer play uh, with the plagiarists. Our other pal, I went with uh, TJ Luckman. I actually went with a, a few folks who have who are friends of the pod. It was uh, me, TJ, Eric Corey, and uh, and Dakota. We had a, a lovely evening. Denis as well. So uh, it, it was all of our host. I know we had all the the hosts and guests all in one place last night at Thin Man Elmwood. It was a great time. Had a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, no, we're we're hyped about it. We got some slow animal shows coming up at both Thin Man locations this summer, so it's going to be really exciting. And just come to trivia, man. And and we're going to be doing trivia monthly. I, I think we might have announced that after the last one, but the last one went so well that Thin Man wants to do it monthly with us. So even through the summer, we'll be doing it. It's going to be a great time. We're really hyped for, for Monday night. We have some cool categories there. So it's going to be a good one. And hopefully we'll we'll see you there. We'd love to, if we already know you, we'd love to see you again. And if you haven't met us yet or haven't been to one of the events, we'd love to make your acquaintance. So hopefully we'll we'll be seeing you soon. Do you have any other thoughts you'd like to share on literally anything, Taylor? Uh, I don't think so. No, I just excited for trivia. I have a lot of the questions made up and uh, I think some of them are good. Some of them are going to annoy people, which is great. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. You, uh, you kind of got dunked on last time with, uh, the I one category. You had too easy. four perfect, four people have perfect rounds in one category. Yeah, that was, uh, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let that happen again, folks. <laughs> Also, I say one more thing. I'm the proud owner of a Jeff Skinner puck. Hey, yeah, we actually, if you don't mind, I would actually like to kind of talk about that a little bit. So, because I know that, that yeah, I know there was a lot of people who had just in any way shown support, bid on items, donated to the concert for Jen, which I had talked about the last couple of weeks, just was a, a fundraiser that we held on my sister's birthday, on my late sister's birthday. Um, I talked about it uh, a few times on the pod, but for background, back in November, uh, my sister took her own life tragically, and on Friday, April 21st, it was her birthday, myself and her partner, Jake, we co-organized a huge fundraiser that was benefiting, benefiting Recovery Options Made Easy and their new respite and recovery center that just opened up on the east side of Buffalo, an amazing facility that is going to do some incredible work. There's a, a mix of uh, an inpatient component there where people are able to stay there um, and they have uh, beds in there, but also there is like a 24 hour crisis center that's going to be run out of there. There's going to be like peer helping uh, 
excuse me, there's going to be like peer programs for folks who are struggling with their mental health and being able to talk to people who have similar issues. Same thing for those who are struggling with addiction and just being able to be an unbelievable one of a kind resource. There's really nothing like this in, in New York, even um, definitely in Buffalo. This is the first of its kind and it's very individualized and tailored approach for each person that is going to be walking through those doors. And so we had this big fundraiser. We had so many people come through with monetary donations, with basket donations. And I got to give a, a, a huge shout out quick to a few. Lloyd Taco Factory, Oxford Pennant, New Era. Um, I, I mean, there were there were so many. There were a bunch of restaurants. Um, the Botanical Gardens gave a, a free full, family, full year family pass. Uh, Albright Knox, which is going to be opening up soon, free full year family pass there. We had, I think when all said and done about 40 baskets and I think like 10 to 15 gift cards we had. I, I also have to give a huge thank you to both the Sabres and Bills for absolutely coming through and donating some incredible items signed by some of the Sabres best players. Like literally everybody that is like the guy on the Sabres moving forward, Darlene, Tage, Cousins, Power, Skinner, um talk like uh, unbelievable having that we had a trey white signed football we had uh i gotta give a huge thank you to music as art because we had some assigned guitar and a signed poster from the goo goo dolls like it was insane just how many people came together and it was a, a not only a testament to how absolutely wonderful this city is and the people who make it up is and, and the way that anytime that there's a, a call to action or a call to help people that you know, Buffalo, we just always step up and are, and are there for each other. But it was also a testament to the amount of lives that my sister touched and how many different walks of life that she just had a, a presence in, whether it was comedy or music or burlesque or politics, whatever it was like my sister just was, I mean, Taylor, you'd known Jen for many years, and she was able to make friends and make conversation with literally anybody, she could walk into a room full of strangers. And within 15 minutes, she's got 10 new best friends. And that's just how she was. Um, and I am beyond thrilled to share that we were able to raise between ticket sales, between t-shirts. Oh, JM designs too, for doing t-shirts for us at no cost. Amazing. But between ticket sales, t-shirt sales, the raffle, the online auction, the GoFundMe, all of our fundraising efforts, I am beyond thrilled to share that we raised over $20,000 for recovery options made easy in their new respite and recovery facility. I, we initially, when we set out to do this, we thought 10,000 would be great if we were able to do that. And thanks to the generosity of everybody who, who donated, who, who spread the word, who shared on social media, we were able to just raise $20,000 for this incredible resource in our community. And again, like from the bottom of my heart, I have to just give the biggest thank you to everybody who who helped spread the word, who attended. I mean, we sold out Nietzsche's. It was a, a fantastic time. Um, it, you know, to everybody who volunteered between like family of mine and, and friends and, and just strangers who wanted to step up and friends of Jen's who wanted to step up. I mean, there was just, it, this was just so much more than Jake and I to making this a reality and we wouldn't have been able to do it without anybody. And I'm just infinitely grateful. It was such a special evening and Taylor, I'm really grateful that you were there. You and Carrie coming out meant the world. And, you know, I'm, I'm just very grateful for that. And just also too, you know, I, I talked about this a little bit last episode, but uh, along with everybody stepping up for this event event, it's been amazing how the community has really been able to to come together in the aftermath of my sister's death to just be 
indescribably wonderful and supportive of of myself and my family and Taylor I mean you and Carrie have have been there for me so many times throughout this like you you can't even put into words how horrible and difficult these past five months have been but you guys have been there for me friends have been there for me family has been there strangers have been there listeners of this podcast have been there just like from dms that i've gotten from people saying hey i listened to the episode and i just wanted to tell you and sharing their personal experiences with people who deal with mental health struggles and and or family or loved ones or themselves or people who've who've lost their lives due to their mental health or addiction issues i mean it's it's been really remarkable. And so everybody that is in any way, shape or form been supportive of these efforts and been supportive of, of myself and my family in the aftermath of Jen's passing. Like I am just beyond grateful, eternally grateful. And it's just a, a testament to how as frustrating and annoying as Buffalo can be sometimes as just what a fucking wonderful place this is to live and and to be a part of this community. And I'm just so eternally grateful. So from the bottom of my heart, everybody, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Taylor, any thoughts? Yeah, I was actually, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking um, when I was at the show, cause I saw your Instagram post before uh, and you talked about uh, that you were a believer that things happen for a reason. And then that kind of being dismantled. And I've kind of felt that way too, that I don't really believe that anymore. And, and it, even if you don't believe that, you know, anyone out there, like that's okay. Cause what I'm going to say, you know, applies to anyone anyway. I think if you don't believe things happen for a reason, then there's kind of, kind of governed by randomness for the most part, like the force of nature. And that randomness can be cruel. It really can be and it's difficult to deal with. So I think that can get you down anyone out there. So I think the kind of conclusion Brendan came to, which is a similar one I came to, is like what you do and how you respond to those things isn't random. And what you do for other people or your community isn't yep. random. It's decided by you. So there are, you know, there are some things you have control over, even if it's not as much as you would like. Absolutely. No, that's and I guess that's the thing, you know, something like this, it's just with there being no control and it just you know, you just feel like you just don't have your hands on the wheel and, and you feel lost and you feel like you don't know how you're supposed to just exist in the aftermath of something so tragic happening. But, you know, we just wanted to do something that honored my sister while doing some good and helping people who were dealing with some similar struggles to her. And so through the these efforts, you know, we were, were able to do that. And I, I just, if anything else, like if you were there on, on Friday, thank you for being there. I think as great as it was that we were able to, to do some good, it was amazing that we were also able to, of course, honor my sister in such an appropriate way, but also we just wanted to kind of help people do some healing because obviously, you know, in talking about people taking their own life, it's a very sad and, and touchy and unfortunate subject that people to varying degrees may have experience with may not have experience with but it's not a fun thing to talk about but I think that it was also just a, a really good way for people to heal a bit and so I'm I'm just again really grateful for everybody and Taylor grateful for you and Carrie so oh yeah no problem and appreciate it all right everybody well we will see you tonight Thin Man Elmwood 8 p.m get there early Buffalo Sports Trivia. This has been another episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Check out both of our presenters of this podcast. Whatever you're listening to right now, check out our fellow shows. Check them out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us and check out our sponsors, DraftKings and Thin Man Brewery. Again, everybody, we'll have a brand new episode coming out on Thursday, but we'll see you tonight. This has been Straight Up Sabres. Sabres.